0: We're able to sing with the psalmist this morning, Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. We hear about it in Pablo's life. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. We hear about the ways that your sweeping story of salvation intersect one life, and we need it to intersect all of our lives. We want to be able to walk out of this place today saying, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, so meet us, Lord. Meet us in the intersection of your desire for our lives and the realities of our days. Some of us are here with lots of questions. Plenty of pain. Deep sadness. Physical ailments that give way to spiritual angst. Meet us here, Lord. And open our mouths to say, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I don't know about you, but uh, hearing Pablo's story, I think I'm just about ready to come to the table. I don't really know that anything else needs to be said. Uh, But I'm a preacher, so I'm going to say it. and Pablo's story is beautiful, it's honest, it's vulnerable, it takes courage, um, it's hard. He said that, it's still hard. Um, Pablo has been wrestling, uh, wrestling with God. Anybody know what that's like? You know, what it's like to wrestle with God. Uh, we don't really like to talk that way. Um, it's not really the vocabulary we, we, we like to use in the Christian faith. We love to say things like, God is good, and everybody shouts back, all the time, and then someone will say, all the time, God is good, and it's true. Sometimes I wonder if we, we say it without actually engaging just how true it is just where God is willing to go, just how far God is willing to pursue the places and lengths he's willing to extend himself so that when we say God is good, it's not a cliche or a platitude, but something we experience in the deep realities of our lives. Uh, We love to look up inspiring words in the concordance of our Bibles to get us through a bad day. Sometimes we just have to wrestle. And Pablo gives us permission. So here's what I want us to do. I want you to listen with me. He's not alone, by the way. Uh, it's smack, dab in the center of the story of salvation. There's a wrestling match. I want you to listen to the story. We're going to enter into it as it's already begun. And I want you to listen, and, and I just want you to listen with a willingness to wrestle to. And then we'll come to the table. Jacob sent messengers before him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, in the country of Edom, saying, Thus you shall say to my lord Esau, Thus says your servant Jacob, I have lived with Laban as an alien and stayed until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, male and female slaves, and I am sending a message to my lord Esau in order that I might find favor in his sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to your brother Esau, And he's coming to meet you, and four hundred men with him. And Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. And he divided the people who were with him and the flocks and the oxen and the camels into two companies, thinking if Esau comes and destroys one company, then the company that is left will escape. And he said, O God, of my father Abraham and of my father Isaac, you said to me, return to your country and to your kindred and I will do you good. I am the least of all worthy of your steadfast love and faithfulness that you've shown to your servant Jacob, yet with this staff I've crossed this Jordan, and now I have two companies. Deliver me, please, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau. I'm afraid of him, for he may come and kill us all, the mothers, with their children. Yet you said... I will surely do you good, and I will make your offspring like the sand of the sea so numerous they can't even be counted. So Jacob stayed there that night. And he took from what was with him a present for his brother Esau, 200 goats. And 20 female, 200 female goats and 20 male goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 milk camels and their colts, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys. These he delivered into the hands of his servants each a drove by itself. And he said, pass on ahead of me, putting space between a drove and a drove. And he said to the foremost, when my brother Esau comes out to meet you and says, to whom do you belong? Where are you going? Whose are these that are ahead of you? You shall say, they belong to your servant Jacob. They are a gift for my Lord Esau. And he is behind us. And he said to the second and to the third and to all after the droves, You shall say the same thing to my brother Esau, and you shall say, moreover, your servant Jacob is behind us. He was thinking, I may appease my brother with these gifts, and when I see his face, he may accept me. So the presence went on ahead of him, and he himself stayed the night at the camp. That night, he took his two wives and his two maids, and eleven children, and they crossed the ford of the Jabbok. And he took them and he sent them across the stream and everything that he had with him, and Jacob was left all alone. And a man came and wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he would not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, knocking his hip out of joint. And the man said to Jacob, release me before daybreak. And Jacob says, I will not let you go until you bless me. And the man said, what's your name? And Jacob said, Jacob. And the man said, you will no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with man, and you have prevailed. And Jacob said, please, tell me your name. And the man said, why do you ask my name? And he blessed him. And Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, I have met face to face with God, and yet my life was delivered. And as the sun rose on him, he was crossing in front of Penuel, walking with a limp because of his hip. Uh, To this day, the Israelites do not eat The meat of the hip socket, because Jacob was struck at the hip socket at the thigh muscle. This is the word of the Lord. It's Genesis 32. Anybody know what it's like to wrestle? I know we don't like to talk about it. I know, we're going to have Hog Wild and it's going to be great. And you're going to say, how are you? And, and the others are going to say, I'm great. How are the kids? Oh, they're wonderful. How's work? Oh, it's, it's just, I couldn't be better. Oh, What's our favorite line? Live in the dream. <laughs> and it sounds good, and you don't really want to burden anyone. I get it, I know, I understand. But really, come on, can we be honest? Genesis 32, so let me just catch everybody up. Uh, Christians think God made the world. (laughs) He spoke and the world happened. Uh, And something really sad happened, something tragic happened, and the world has been, we call it the fall, and the world has been stumbling and tripping all over itself ever since, and we've been stumbling and tripping and falling with it. But God, unwilling to allow us to stumble and trip forever, actually God so loved the world, I saw that at a football game on a sign once, a game I'm never going to watch ever, ever again, For God so loved the world, he refused to allow us to stumble and trip for all of our lives. So he gave Noah an ark and Sarah a child named Isaac who had a son named Jacob and another boy named Esau. And here we are, Jacob and Esau, sibling rivalry like no other. Here's what I want us to do for just a few minutes. I want us to be honest about the fight. I want to suggest there's actually a purpose in the fighting. And I want to offer what might just happen if you fight. Okay. Uh, Let's be honest. Can we be honest? Sometimes it's, it's a fight. Sometimes uh, we have to wrestle. And it's not just Jacob. Remember David? King David? How long, O Lord? Will you forget me forever? Have you ever felt like praying that prayer? Now I lay me down to sleep. Doesn't always cut it. It's Jacob. It's David. It's Uh, Mary, remember Lazarus' sister, Lord, if you had been here, it's Jacob, it's David, it's Mary, it's Jesus, Father, take this cup from me, or my God, my God, why? It's St. John of the Cross who wrote the book, The Dark Night of the Soul. It's C.S. Lewis who wrote the book, The Problem of Pain. It's Martin Luther King Jr. who preached the sermon, The Knock at Midnight. People of faith wrestle. We wrestle. We wrestle with God. There's this interesting line in Genesis 32. It's verse 28 if you're following along. And he said to Jacob, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. You've striven with God. You have fought vigorously with God. You're fighting with God and with humans. The line between wrestling in the regular, ordinary realities of our lives, the circumstances of our days, gives way to the wrestling with God at night. The line is blurry. It's permeable. It's a thin line between the circumstances of our day and wrestling with God at night, crying out to God at night. Are you battling cancer or are you wrestling with God? It's hard to say, isn't it? Is your heart aching for the child who's a long, long way from home? Or are you crying out to God? It's hard to discern the line, isn't it? Where's the line between your heart aching over the woes of our world and and asking, begging, pleading with God to do something? Show up, act now. You have striven with God and with humans. The circumstances of the day give way to the wrestle of the night. And sometimes you walk away with a limp. He struck him on the hip socket. And when the sun rose, he walked away with a limp because of his hip. Sometimes, actually, I'm going to, sometimes the limp, sometimes the scar is a badge of honor. I was meeting with a college student on the front lawn at Pillar a couple of weeks ago. Born with half of a heart. More surgeries than I can count and he wants to Remember? He was not supposed to survive half a heart. Not only did he survive through so many surgeries, he's now a college student. And we're sitting on the front lawn at Pillar, and you know what he said to me? Among the first things he said to me, want to see my scar? (laughs) It's a badge of honor when you wrestle. It's a badge of honor when you fight. I'm not talking about playground fisticuffs. Don't do that. I'm talking about wrestling with God. When the circumstances of the day give way to the wrestle of the night, you've striven with God and with humans. It's a fine line. Uh, there's, I want to suggest, though, there's a, there's a purpose to the fight. It's not, it's not actually about who wins and loses. It's, it's not about getting what you were hoping you could have. It's about your identity. It's about who you are. And it's about who you're becoming. Paul becomes Pablo. Pablo. Abram becomes Abraham. Sarai becomes Sarah. Simon becomes Peter. And on and on it goes. With those who wrestle with God, they're given a new name. It's about identity. Uh, There's this interesting wordplay happening in Genesis 32. It's kind of hard to notice in the English, but in Hebrew it just announces itself. Jabbok, wrestle, and Jacob are all the same words. With just little twists of a letter here and a comma there, Jabbok, where it happened, wrestle, what happened, and Jacob, to whom it happened, are all the same words. Because where it happened and what happened give way to who it happened to. And Jacob is given a new name. You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, because it's about identity. Who are you? What's your name? It's less about What you get and what you have, and who wins, who conquers, and more about who you are and who you are becoming. Uh, So, the first year uh, of pastoral ministry out in Oak Harbor, uh, Kristen and I moved 2,248 miles from home. We actually moved off of the mainland United States uh, to Whidbey Island. The first year of pastoral ministry, it was brutal. I mean, there, there was good things going on. It was, it was good. It was fine. Uh, but people, would, they were leaving the church. Hey, Mom, guess what? The church is smaller. Is not really the phone call you want to make? Some, uh, they wouldn't talk to me. They would talk a lot about me. Others wanted to talk to me, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And I would lie awake at night. I just couldn't sleep. Anxious. Oh, man, I don't even want to think about it right now. My gut's spinning. I couldn't sleep. The only thing I could do to fall asleep was repeat to myself over and over, I'm not my own. I'm not my own. I belong, body and soul and life and in death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. I belong. I belong. I belong. I'm not my own. I wrestled. I wrestled with God. They still called me John. They still called me Pastor John. (laughs) But I had a new name. That's the purpose of the right. You may get what you're looking for, you may not. Um, Why doesn't God just make it easy? Why doesn't God just clear a path? because he wants you. He wants you, not what you have. He wants you, not what you accomplish. He wants you. And he's going to give you a new name. And if you're willing to fight, and are we in agreement that sometimes it's a fight? Am I missing the mark here entirely? But looks like I am. I am the only one who knows what it's like to wrestle. Genesis 32 is not an anomaly. It's not a mistake. It's a part of our story. And if you're willing to fight, if you're willing to wrestle, salvation, redemption, rescue. Uh, Same verse, 28. You will no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. It sounds like Jacob wins. It sounds like Jacob conquers. The word have prevailed is sort of grammatically ambiguous. It's hard to know. It could also very easily be translated You have striven with God and with humans and have been delivered, which is the very way Jacob experiences everything because he says, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. Jacob walks away not thinking, I've conquered, but I've been rescued, I've been delivered. The same word used to describe what God did for His people enslaved in Egypt, Exodus 3. I'm going to preach from it next Sunday. I've heard my cries, I've seen your pain, I know your suffering, and I've come down to deliver you. You've striven with God and with humans, and you've been delivered, salvation. If you're willing to fight, if you're willing to rescue, redemption, salvation, rescue for you. And this story, of course, every Old Testament story, I'm going to say it out loud, every Old Testament story points to the larger story fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus who took on flesh to wrestle. He wrestled with the circumstances of his life. He suffered and died on the cross for the forgiveness of sins. He went to the grave to take death down. He rose up victorious in the resurrection, ascended into heaven where he rules and reigns until he comes again to rescue, to save To redeem, if you're willing to rescue, if you're willing to wrestle, salvation. That's what we're in for. That's what this is about. The Christian faith and the God of the Christian faith is not about tinkering around the edges of your life trying to make a little bit nicer you, a little bit happier you. All of those things might happen, and wouldn't it be wonderful if they happened? He's about salvation. He's about rescue. He's about redemption. That's what we're in for. So wrestle, Pillar. Wrestle. Pablo gives us permission to wrestle. Jacob gives us permission to wrestle. And if you're in here today and you know what it's like to wrestle, if you know what it's like for the circumstances of the day to give way to the wrestle with God at night, salvation. Redemption. So Pablo and I have been going back and forth all week he was appropriately anxious. Uh, courageous. Here's one of the texts he, he sent me. Uh, I'll just read it to you. Jacob was afraid and distressed. Pablo was afraid and distressed. Jacob wrestled with God at night. Pablo wrestled with God at night. Why was God attacking Jacob? Jacob. Here, the paradox of the human condition is vividly summed up. On the one hand, God allows, even put his people into difficult, if not impossible situations. But it is the same God who delivers us from them. Pablo. (laughs) It is the same God who delivers us from them. Salvation, rescue, redemption. It's the same God who delivers us in Jesus Christ. Amen? wrestle pillar. And come to the table. Come to the table to meet the God who was willing to wrestle. The night He was betrayed, He took a loaf of bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. He wrestled. In the same way, He took the cup and He poured it out. Saying, this is the new covenant in My blood poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. He wrestled. He wrestled for us and for our salvation. Pray with me, please. God, it would be a gift if we could walk out of this morning singing with the psalmist, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. But it's only true, we can only say it, If you meet us in the wrestling, if you show up to us in the wrestling and rescue us, deliver us, redeem us. There are so many people here today, and each of us have our own version of wrestle. Rescue us, Lord. Redeem us. Deliver us. And here at the table, provide for us strength for the way. In Jesus' name, amen.